right, you guys, welcome to episode, I believe, 11 of The Smush Room, the podcast that deep dives on the well-known, important, more importantly, not so well-known hookups of your favorite reality TV stars. I'm your host, Troy McGeady, and I have another very, very important special guest with me here today, Maria, from our Facebook group that you all know and love. She's been all over Emotionally Broken Psychos, and I realized today, by the way, after you introduce yourself, I'll tell you a little bit more about this, but I realized that you're the OG, like you're like the Vicky Gumbelson of Emotionally Broken Psychos. I think of myself as the OG, too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> thank you. That's so sweet of you. But you are. I have literally been there since day one, I feel like. No, you've been there since the the dawn of, like, the whole thing. Like, you were one of the first people in the Facebook group. You've been on like the main emotionally broken psychos channel you've done feathers in my hair and now you're doing the smush room like you are literally our vicky gumbleson well thank you so much that means a lot to me and you know vicky is also another aries so i feel like we're in good company everything's coming up roses really truthfully it really is this is a very aries podcast today (laughs) (laughs) and so and this is actually really special to me too because you and i when i was like developing this podcast and when we me and molly were still just like in talks about it like you were one of the first people that i like snapchatted and i was like look i'm doing this podcast i'm super excited i'm not supposed to tell anybody yet but i have to tell you and we talked about doing this episode like forever ago like this was one of the first couples that i even thought about because i talked about it with you yeah, um, this is like something that I'm very deeply obsessed with. Like, it's unhealthy, but I'm I'm ready to talk about it. I feel like I know I've been studying this since day one <laughs> of my life, basically. Oh, I get it. And we were actually supposed to record yesterday, and I had like some technical issues where, uh, you know, my internet wasn't working. You know how that happens. And uh, so we've had like an, another entire day to just like become really unhealthily involved in this situation so i'm gonna put everybody out of their misery today we are talking about mary kate olsen and heath ledger and i'm telling you every like message that i like every like dm that i've received about this podcast of people asking like who they want to hear and blah 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 like it's always it's always mary kate and heath this is like people want to talk about this it's a big one this is a really maybe the biggest one so far honestly yeah, I mean, I don't know how you could get much bigger than Mary-Kate and Heath, because they're both, like, I don't know. It's just, it's something that we all know so little about, mm-hmm. but so much about at the same time, you know? Absolutely. Like, I don't know. It was just such, like, a weird, exposed secret at such a weird time. Like, actually such a great time. 2008 was, like, amazing for mm-hmm. gossip and pop culture in general. And this is just kind of, like, bringing it back like I wish you and I could like jump into a time machine right now and like go to 2008 and like report live from 2008 <laughs> wouldn't that be wonderful <laughs> you said that to me yesterday in a text and I literally like my mind started wondering as like what we'd be doing and like I just pictured us both with like marbreds in our hands and like oh, you remember in the early 2000s when you would, when people would be photographed with like thir- it was like very this weird trend to be photographed holding like 40 things Mm-hmm. like oh, yeah. seven books uh three <laughs> different starbucks a red bull three bags all different sizes one shoulder one hand one like like arm crease 
Like I feel like Mary Kate really kind of like brought that, like her like bag ladyness. Like mm-hmm. it was a very bag lady time for all of us. It was super bag lady. It was like a bag lady centric time, and she would always have a bag within a bag within a bag, all like mm-hmm. gator skin. Absolutely, and it, yeah, she's much more fa- like I am a bag lady. I've always been a bag lady. Like people in fifth grade would call me a bag lady, but like I'm not quite like a Mary Kate Olsen fabulous bag lady, but I like to think she's inspired me (laughs) no i get it i swear to god every time i'm holding like my cell phone and a red bull and like some other random object in one of my hands i'm like this is so like this is a weird thing that only we do and have an attachment like you have to be like a millennial Mm -hmm. because it's a weird thing where like in tabloid culture that was like a thing people would just carry tons of shit around and like show it off like it was cool to have seven drinks and a kabbalah book and your phone <laughs> Kabbalah book for <laughs> real for real and I feel like Starbucks drinks were like we all had them every day mm-hmm. we all had our cigarettes we all had our Blackberry like those were the thing <laughs> exactly that we were carrying around like some big sunglasses like oh my gosh if I could just go back in time oh I would my love god it. I know that's so that's so true it would have been like a, a Blackberry like a Blackberry bold a Blackberry <laughs> or like what was the sidekick Sidekick yes. was the other one. Uh, I had a Blackberry, though. What did you have? So I initially had a Sidekick for... I honestly... I've been like... I've had every phone that you could possibly have, I think. I was like a phone psychopath. Um, Me too. The Blackberry was like my first, and then I... Or no, the the, the Sidekick was my first, and I was obsessed. Cause it See, had I'm aim. so jealous, because I never had a Sidekick, but I really wanted one. But for some reason... I got a BlackBerry instead. I think it was because it was because some celebrity I was obsessed with at the time had a BlackBerry and not a sidekick, but I really wanted the sidekick. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. If we could go back, right? Like if I could give up my iPhone and get a serviced sidekick. Sidekick? Absolutely. Oh, oh my God. Flip that screen around. Like, oh my gosh. Flipping the screen, the trackball. Do you remember like the light up trackball that was like green, uh-huh. purple, blue, black, red? Like every time you yes. got a text message, it would like Roigy Biv. Oh my God, it was the best. I was really into like bedazzling phone cases at the time. <laughs> also. So like I would have like a huge bedazzled phone case. I would have like a puff ball hanging off of it. It was pretty gross, but like it was also very beautiful. <laughs> also, shout out to the, I mean, the Blackberry Bold is, is timeless. Like, it, yeah. It's the everything. I loved BlackBerry. I loved uh, what was the BlackBerry Messenger called? Oh my gosh, I do not remember. Like something B, BPM or IB or something. Uh-huh. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about, but yeah. BBM. Was it? It's called BlackBerry Messenger. I hate myself. BBM. BBM. Okay. <laughs> I feel like BBM also stands for something else, but I don't know what it is. I just said IBM, so I should not even have a oh. podcast. <laughs> It's okay. We, I don't know. We're out of, we, it's been too long for us. We're old now. Yeah. But we're like, (laughs) we're going to come out of retirement to talk about this. I'm so, I am so excited. Are you ready to just like get into it? Oh my gosh. I don't even know where to begin. (laughs) I feel like I could literally just pull this all from memory and not have any of it. I took some pretty intense notes, but again, I feel the same way. They were like, just sort of like spouting out from my brain of things that were coming up and like things I remembered and especially about Heath. Like I know that Heath is like very special to you. So I feel like I'm in really good company right now. I feel like I should, first of all, I just want to say 
that when I was on Emotionally Broken Psychos, I did say that I don't like blonde men. But I have two exceptions to that rule in case for some reason anyone wants to challenge that. (laughs) (laughs) And I know I said that. Um, Heath Ledger and Kurt Cobain are my two blonde men. And like, I would give up any brown haired man for them any day of the week. And sadly, they're both dead. So no living blonde men, I guess, is really my rule. <laughs> I mean, if there were ever any two blonde men to like give up your your rule for, I would say that's I mean, you, you know, you could be polite and throw Nick Carter in. I'm just saying I'm only oh, throwing that out there. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Nick Carter's not really my thing, but I can see it. I have. I feel like I have an ex-boyfriend that kind of looks like Aaron Carter. And so anytime I see like Aaron Carter, I get triggered to this really dark place. And so it's just like, I can't throw Nick Carter in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. Uh, that's yeah. fine. If you don't want to throw like a bloated, washed up, like, <laughs> <laughs> like sort of acne faced, like uh, former boy band member in your, in your blonde tarage, like that's, that's totally cool. I don't know. It would maybe Justin Timberlake is he's, he's not blonde though. I he mean, was he was for a certain time. He had like yellow hair. And I guess, yeah, I guess I could throw Justin Timberlake in there because, you know, we've talked about this before, that if I, like, I love Justin Timberlake just because I would want to bag somebody that Britney Spears bagged back in the 90s. Yeah, you want that Eskimo brother situation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And there's no one better than, you know, the denim couple. (laughs) Like the king and queen themselves. Are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much anything Britney Spears' vagina is touched, I want to be a part of. I'm not going to lie about that. I'm literally the same. Like, she can do no wrong. (laughs) I don't know, like, maybe some of her later choices. Like, who was that guy she was banging when she was, like, during the umbrella situation? Maybe not that guy, but the rest of them, for sure. Adnan was a dark, 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 dark relationship. Yeah, that that yeah. we will not count Adnan. We won't count him just because of what he did to her. Like I just, you know. No, I get it. Adnan was a. Uh, she's had some pretty. I mean, she dated like Chris Angel. She's had some pretty, for the most part, terrible relationships. Like there was oh, really absolutely. just that small sliver of time at the beginning when she was just like fucking everybody and like having sex with everybody that we all wished we could, like Jared Leto and. Like oh. Colin Farrell, and you know that was like the golden age. Yeah, she she was killing it for a little bit, but yeah, I don't know what's with Chris Angel. Like even Holly Madison dated him, and Holly Madison, I love her so much, also. But I'm like, what is going on with him? <laughs> Me too. I've been like holding off going into an episode about him because he's just so dark and like yeah. he's so repulsive and he like abused Holly and took advantage of Britney. Yeah. I just, you know what I mean? I feel like when I start talking about him, it'll be like a four hour thing of me just like ranting. Absolutely. Like, uh uh-uh. I could see how you wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but and I, I guess... don't even know what kind of dark places that would go. Like, I don't even know his entire dating history, just Holly Madison and Brittany. <laughs> Which there's really nothing else to know. I mean, is there anything else more oh, important? No, those two are pretty much the most important. <laughs> well, I guess we should like now officially peel back the layers of this really, really, really weird, depressing, sad, confusing, mysterious onion that is Heath Ledger and Mary Kate Olsen. Yes. So... Okay. I mean, absolutely. So, Whatever you want to start, I'm cool with. <laughs> okay, so I'll start by just kind of like reiterating that they dated from uh, it was it says online that it was from December of 2007 up until his death 
in January of 2008. They met in 2006 through Sienna Miller. And like we said before, this is like one of the more controversial relationships, just I think in the history of Hollywood, because, you know, Mary Kate's involvement in his death is sort of always going to be we'll never really know what happened like she hasn't publicly spoken about him since his death since the funeral when she released a public statement that was like a sentence long and uh we'll never really know why you know well obviously we're going to get into it but you know her masseuse his masseuse called her three times after he was found dead and we'll never know what they talked about really or why they didn't you know she didn't send like a paramedics to his house there's a lot of mysterious shit involving this relationship or you know if the drugs that he died from were supplied by her like we'll never really know and i think that this had like a huge 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 turning point on her career because she was already like kind of a private person like she was out there a lot but also at the same time like pretty private and i had read that she had like not too long before that she had taken like a vow of of uh of silence with the media and oh, I yeah. think that this just sort of like solidified that she was completely done. Like at that point on, they were just like living in pure fucking like isolation. And like understandably so, I could imagine like being like you're like the dude you're kind of dating for a couple months dying and being really connected to you and that being like such a shock to everyone. Because I remember when I found out about it, I was like, what? I was like, Mary Kate Olsen of all people? Like it just didn't make sense because we like literally didn't know about their relationship until this moment. And so it was just kind of like, I mean, it was, I mean, I guess you would put those two together, but I just never thought about it before. And so I was just kind of really shocked. I was like, Oh my, my two favorite people were dating and they didn't tell me. No, for sure. Like, like you said, now, when you look back, it's like, it makes complete sense that these two people were like in the same circle, hanging out at the same places, like doing the same drugs, you know, like it's 100% plausible that they like were dating, but it's weird because there's no pictures of them together. They've never been photographed anywhere. There's nothing. There's literally nothing. I tried so hard because supposedly they were photographed at that Chateau Marmont lunch with Sienna Miller in 2006 and I could not find the picture anywhere like it has been scrubbed from the internet if it ever was even on the internet because I I looked I like looked to the core of the earth (laughs) to try to find (laughs) anything with these two involved in it like I almost went down to my parents house to like try to find my old star magazines to like scour through them and just see like there um I found like an article about the Beatrice Inn where they were both mentioned, but they were both making out with different people at the same time at the Beatrice Inn. And so it was like, you would never literally connect these two. And like, honestly, good for her. I mean, like she really dodged a God. I mean, like if there's ever a moment in pop culture history that somebody really truthfully dodged a bullet, it was her because This could have been so bad. And I think she was smart to just be like, you know what? I got really lucky and my life has been a complete fucking shit show for the past 10 years. So I'm just going to just lay back and just be reclusive and smoke cigarettes and wear, you know, $40,000 sandals and not talk or smile at the camera ever again. Like just to go into full hiding because they really, really, really dodged a terrible situation. Yeah, I I mean, I would do the exact same. If something like that happened to me where I was, like, 
partying with somebody and they die. Like, I can't imagine what that would do to you, just like personally. Like, I already have so much anxiety in life as it is. If something crazy were to happen to like someone I was really close with, I just, I don't know how I would handle it. And maybe that is why she's like such a recluse. And like, I mean, you and I were talking, when was the last time we heard her talk? I mean, like, okay, so I YouTubed, <clears throat> what I did was I went on YouTube and I just kept typing in Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen every year. I'd type in, like, 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011, <laughs> and I did it all the way up until 2017, and the most recent interviews that I could find of them, they were, like, fashion-centric, obviously, mm-hmm. of course. There were a couple from, like, 2016. Um, they did, like, an Ellen appearance, like, like a couple years ago, but they they're just... They were Ellen? How Oh, it's cringeworthy though, dude. Like Ooh. they're really sweet. They they come off as very humble and down to earth, but like they're just so not a part of our world anymore no. in, in any way. You know, they just they're just encapsulated in what they live. They're like what in, in their version of like what it is to live in this world. They don't use social media. They barely use the internet. They don't watch television. Like they're just they're they're strange. Like they're weird little eccentric little things like, yeah. and they're just fascinating like i just we can't quit them do you think that they actually don't have an instagram or do you think they have a secret instagram we don't know about because this is something I think, yeah i try to find <laughs> <laughs> i think that they both have secret instagrams i think that it's impossible at this point to like want to continue or maintain a successful like fashion career mm-hmm. or like a uh you know like Whatever, everything that they do is so rooted in the internet and internet at this point, like people don't go to stores anymore. You know what yeah. I mean? So I do think that they, even if it's just for like pulling inspiration or like seeing what kids are wearing or like looking at shows, like I think that they definitely have secret social media accounts. I don't think they use Twitter, but I yeah, do think that they probably think, have Instagram. I don't think Twitter's for them either. Cause they just, no. they don't seem to have much to say, but yeah, I feel like they have a secret Instagram, and I try to find it, but I probably never will. <laughs> no, you never will. Uh-uh. I mean, it's, if, if you do, it's like, <laughs> if you found their secret, their secret Instagram, like, the profile picture would be just, like, the smoke of a cigarette. Uh-huh. And there would be no content, there'd be no, they wouldn't follow anyone, the only person that they would follow, the only people they'd be following are each other's secret weird Instagram accounts, and no, there's no possible way, they'd but I do think that they're on there. They'd follow Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop. I feel like they would like Goop. Oh, for sure, because they're the kind of girls that would actually daily follow Goop's recommendations. And they would have enough money to buy the recommendations. <laughs> Absolutely, like, oh, we need a $40,000 solid gold mixer for today to make a smoothie cool i'll go buy it imagine that being your life like i literally like i dream of it and i try to manifest it for myself but i can't imagine like yeah (laughs) i posted this on the the facebook group but my favorite thing one of my favorite christmas traditions is goop's christmas list yes Uh, like for years i just like love looking to see what gwyneth thinks people what she thinks is relatable to the American public to buy is a Christmas present. And my all-time favorite gift that's ever been on it was actually a solid gold KitchenAid mixer. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? A solid gold KitchenAid mixer was on the holiday gift guide. Oh, my gosh. Some people are just out of their mind. Like, who? Uh-uh. 
Like even Are you kidding me? <laughs> Why would you use a solid gold mixer? Like is it does it work? <laughs> like Gwyneth, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> what are you up to, hon? She needs to like just take a step back and really just get she needs to do some grounding. She needs to do grounding meditations. She will Yeah. She's not very grounded. <laughs> No, her and the Olsons both need to do some fucking grounding meditation. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. So during the time that Mary-Kate and Heath dated, they were at, like we said earlier, sort of like the height of Olsen twin overexposure, just fucking mania. Like, Mm -hmm. tabloid culture was at its peak and at its best. And they were out there all the time being photographed. Like, we were so lucky to have them at that time. And oh, we didn't yeah. know what we had until it was gone. Because they were out all the time. Just everywhere they went. Mary, Specifically Mary-Kate. She was being photographed constantly. And their brand was sort of shifting from, you know, like sort of selling their image in a way that it was like marketable to like a very specific group of people to like their image like their own personal images just being photographed by the paparazzi became like what they sold unintentionally if that makes sense absolutely their fashion brand really started to evolve from this moment in time I just feel like it still hasn't changed so much it's just kind of changed like we all have like it's still the same yeah. core. no for sure it's still very like it, like we i don't think knew it's interesting because pre like the tabloid culture of the olsen twins like we didn't really know their individual styles yet like we mm-hmm. didn't know who they were and then it was sort of like we all discovered that mary kate was more of the like sort of grungy like perfectly messy yeah not put together like more like rock and roll sister and ashley's always been the more polished sort of reserved conservative like she's the nikki mm-hmm. and mary kate's always been the paris you know yeah i can just i would like imagine uh, mary kate like wearing a fedora with her messy like curly really long hair and like a t-shirt <laughs> dress and some like sandals a huge bag like yeah, I know. I, I imagine it now. And, like, I always picture Ashley in this, like, white tailored outfit that she wore once. I'm not sure where, but, like, yes. So uh, their identities really came to evolve over this time period because they were just being photographed on the streets. They weren't, like, at some kind of premiere dressed like each other anymore. Exactly. And, like, their <clears throat> their style had really – it's interesting. Like, it just, like, makes complete sense, honestly, how – the impact that they've had on our lives because like at that point like we had obviously known them forever we'd known mary kate and ashley since we were born pretty much since we were born like you are you're like you're 29 are you 28 or 29 i'm 29 29 okay i'm 30 so we i am like exactly a year well a little more than a year younger than mary kate and ashley so they have been around since we have been around literally like we don't know life without them no pretty much and, like, it's crazy that at that time, the their impact on our culture had, I mean, it was already so prominent and, like, so important and so crazy. And then it just went, like, 100%, like, even more crazy because they were so influential in our, like, style and the way that we dress and, like, the trends that were happening. And at that point, it wasn't even intentional. Like, yeah. before it was intentional, we were being brainwashed. Like, we were... 
you know, kids that were being, they were being marketed and having their names put on like water bottles and soap and socks and like everything you can imagine. But then it turned into like, no, now these girls are just so influential that like every store is trying to copy what they're wearing, just like to Starbucks every day. Oh, absolutely. And I was going out and finding these outfits, the knockoff version of whatever I always identified as Mary Kate. Like we had anorexia at the same time. Like we smoked the same cigarettes and that's probably because I was just following her around. It probably had nothing to do with like, we have all this in common. It was probably like, Oh, I'm going to do this because Mary Kate's doing this. And yeah, so I would go out and buy like a purple shirt. I got that she wore like, yeah, it was a very, I know exactly what you mean. They were a good brand for all of us. And I, I can't remember a time before I wanted to look like Mary Kay Olsen. Right, exactly. <laughs> and like, or uh, Ashley, Molly and I have been talking a lot during like the Ashley Simpson show about like how, you know, it was really cool at this time to look sort of like ironically disheveled and oh, yeah. to look, you know, perfectly not put together and all that stuff. And like the whole like bag lady, homeless chic thing was like a direct reflection of mary kate i mean like ashley had her hand in it but like it was real i mean mary kate was at that point she was like our kylie or like a kim she She was like the most kylie she was she was the most influential person for like youth culture Uh at that time like fashion are you kidding me i can't imagine like growing up now and that being like kylie and you wanting to get your lips like it's such a different time these days (laughs) It is. And wanting to wear like crop tops. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm lucky that I was who I was in 2008 <laughs> and not no, like for now. Because sure. <laughs> now you basically, to be a 14 year old girl, you have to have a big giant ass, uh-huh. giant boobs that sit on your, sit like underneath your chin. You have to have giant lips, like oh a contoured gosh. face that is like beat for like a fucking wedding every single day to go to like middle school. And I feel like and, girls <laughs> these days are looking like that. And it's, it freaks me out. Like I look at my niece and she's got like, she's so thin, but she's got like a cute little booty. And like, I'm like, did I never look like that? <laughs> what is no, going it's insane. on here? It's really insane. Like my theory is that like, there are so many hormones in our food that they all just have like giant, like, they, all of them have, like, giant childbearing hips and, like, asses, and they're, yeah. like, 12. It makes me uncomfortable. It, it does. Or maybe we were, like, it could be that. It could be that, you know, being, like, curvy is in now, so people aren't really afraid to eat as much as they were back when we were trying True. to be Mary Kay Olsen. And so maybe that's why I didn't have hips at the moment. But, like, yeah. <laughs> no, I that's know. very true. And I guess fashion now kind of caters more to, like, a curvy body, like, the way that we, like girls dress in general is like more curvy centric. Even if you aren't curvy, it's like easy to look like you are because of the way that like style is right now. Oh yeah, you can like throw on like one of those waist trainers and just like yeah. some black spandex outfit and look like a Kardashian. Like it's not <laughs> exactly. that hard for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so three years prior to all this stuff happening, Mary Kate and Ashley bought dual star their multi-billion dollar company and began like rebranding themselves so this was like a really important time in their careers because this was like when they started wasn't this when they started the row i think it was i think they were just starting because um were they done they were 21 so were they done with nyu at the time or were they still going to college i think they were still going to college at this time okay like a, sort of like the end of that whole era 
And something I want to say is I really appreciate that they actually like went to college and studied fashion design. I think that's really awesome for their brand. Cause when I was in fashion school, we learned a lot about like, I think it was when they were, they won the CFDA award. And mm-hmm, so I just mm-hmm. personally would like to give them a shout out. I appreciate that a lot. Cause a lot of celebrities will just like show up, put their name on something, but the Olsen ones, I feel like they really do design their own clothes. No, for sure. I mean, there's, the the one thing that you can't say about them is that they're not like they deserve to be respected in the fashion industry. Do you know what I mean? I, I like yeah, I agree with that. They have worked their asses off since they were like six months old. Yeah. And, you know, they started from the bottom. I mean, like, to go from being tweens that have a Walmart line where you're selling like twelve dollar rhinestone bandanas. Oh my gosh. To yeah. Like, you know, $30,000 bags Mm -hmm. and you've really, really, really put in the work and like gone to fashion school. Like they they've had like several successful lines now. I mean, like, yeah, they deserve the recognition they get as like fashion icons, I think. I think they do, too. I have I've been so the past week to really get into this story. I um, I've been carrying around. I have an Elizabeth in James bag that my parents got me for Christmas one year and it's gorgeous. Like. Oh my and god, what's it look like? It's black and it's leather and it has gold hardware. It is beautiful. I should send you a picture. It please do. And it's so soft. I get compliments on it everywhere I go. Everybody's like, that's just a really nice bag, but you don't really know it's a designer bag because like you have to kind of know fashion a little bit to know what what Elizabeth and James is, I feel like. I mean, I could never sure. afford the row, but like I'm going to live my goop life one day and (laughs) hopefully I will. (laughs) (laughs) No, for sure. Like it's, it's not like a, you're not carrying around like a a cliche, like Mm -hmm. girl bag, like a Michael Kors bag that girls think they're like fucking, no, don't even get me started. Yeah. And I, and when people give me compliments on it, it's the type of people that I want to give me compliments because they're like, notice a very like nice, basic bag. For sure. It's like a good, it takes like a good eye. Yeah, it, does. I love it takes when you're, a really good eye to kind of notice it. But once they do like, oh my gosh, where'd you get that? And I'm like, Mary Kate and Ashley. <laughs> they just did it to me. <laughs> oh God, I would be so proud to like say that I was carrying around. when some, If somebody asked me that, I would be so proud to say like the name. I'd be yeah. totally elated. Uh-huh. I, so when somebody does ask me, I'm like, Elizabeth and James. And they're like, what's that? And I'm like, okay, never mind. <laughs> we obviously cannot be friends <laughs> like i have no space in my life for you madam thank you good day yeah. goodbye <laughs> <laughs> and actually i read like when i was going back and reading all this old stuff about them starting you know buying dual star and like becoming billionaires so this was like the year even though this was like a crazy year for them and it was a time of people being like what do they do there was like this whole sort of thing in the zeitgeist of like what do the olsen twins do besides walk around and like carry bags yeah um but they were still that same year, like they were ranked, I want to say it was 11 on like the most su- successful um, people in like in the entertainment industry by Forbes. And I mean, that was huge. And I actually read this like old interview that they did with Marie Claire where they were talking about like how much they hated the way that they were branded when they were younger. And they talked about how like, you know, they never really wanted their names to be attached to like you know, PRLs and wristbands and socks and toenails and like all this weird shit. Like that was not them and it never was them. And, you know, thank God for it. Cause it, it made them like a fortune, but yeah, you know, 
they were never those people. Like, that's not who they ever wanted to be. They were, like, forced into it. Absolutely. Like, they never really got a chance to decide that they were going to be, like, have a Walmart fashion line. To have, to be in, like, New York Minute. Like, they never really, like, because what, New York Minute was, like, their last movie, right? Yeah, that was their last, like, Olsen twin movie. Okay, I'm I'm googling it right now. That's why I brought it up. Um, so <laughs> that was in 2004. So that was their last movie, and then it was kind of like right after that that they kind of started evolving into what they are now. For sure, and like at that point, like they had sort of started like branding themselves a little bit differently. Like Ashley had taken a hiatus from acting. And was, like, totally focused on fashion, whereas, like, Mary-Kate, at that point, was, like, had decided she did want to act. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, she had done, um, she had done Weeds, and she had done, like, that, I forget the name of that movie, like, the... The Wackness. The Wackness, yes, Yes. I couldn't think of it. You know, I've (laughs) never actually seen that movie. Like, since it came uh, out, I'm like, I've got to see that movie, and I've just never gotten around to it. I haven't seen it in probably 30 million years, so I don't re- literally remember anything about it besides it being terrible. But, like, yeah. one of those terrible movies that, like, it's fun to watch. Like, I, you know, sometimes you just, like, enjoy watching a bad movie. Oh, absolutely. My husband has seen it, and he told me he saw it, and I was like, that was the moment I knew I would marry him. Because <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, I haven't even seen that. What do you mean you've seen that? <laughs> you guys, like, walked down the aisle to the Mary-Kate and Ashley, like, pizza song? Yeah, we did. <laughs> but yeah yeah, so so around oh no go ahead um well like around the time that yeah around the time this all happened like 2007 it was during her weeds and the whackness kind of acting career moment yeah she like had decided she was gonna be like an actress which i loved i god i wish that she would have like yeah continued acting she chose really weird roles like in weeds i mean that was cool it was fun i actually really loved her character in weeds she was like a christian happy like weed loving girl who was in love with mary louise parker's son and uh i don't know it was cool like it just felt like right for her but then everything she did film wise on her own was so weird what else did she do do you remember when she did that like beast film beast i don't think i remember that I gotta Google it real quick. It was like a modern day telling of Beauty and the Beast, kind of. Oh my gosh. Oh, Beastly. Yes. Okay. Beastly. I, I just saw the picture of it. Yes, Beastly. I do remember Ugh. that. Yeah, that was so weird. Oh my gosh, I haven't thought it was about this bad. Before. It's got a 5.6 on IMDb. That's really bad. Like, that's yeah. like Geely bad. I don't know that I ever. Did I ever watch this? Oh my god! You there's no way. I I cannot imagine that you would sit sat would have sat through that and like not remembered how terrible it was. Yeah, I don't think I did. I mean, I I kind I kind of have like a chunk of time I've completely forgotten because I had Lyme disease. But like, I don't think I ever watched this. I absolutely didn't. I think I've seen like clips of it. It's I'm like horrifying. scrolling through the pictures. <laughs> it's it's horrifying. She's like an Amy Winehouse pompadour weird thing. Yeah. And like Vanessa Hudgens <laughs> is in it. Yes. Oh my gosh. That is she kind of looks like Courtney Love in this picture, but huh. And her weeds appearance was weird too because it was like I remember at the time it being like controversial that mm-hmm. like 
one of the Olsons was on a show about weed and like that Mary Kate but like it was so funny because at that point we all knew Mary Kate is like a very uh open party girl yeah it doesn't seem weird to like but I I guess like as like a parent of maybe us you would be like that's kind of like a weird brand for her but like us being like involved in like knowing she's going out to the Beatrice and like she's hanging at the Chateau Montmartre like Mm -hmm. she is in the party scene but I guess from like maybe a parent's perspective you'd be like what (laughs) yeah like what like the girl that was on full house is now like on a weed show but like to us it was like like how many times a day does mary kate smoke weed i'm i'm less concerned about the fact that she's on that show and more like yeah how often does she smoke because we know mary kate is like doing everything of course she is (laughs) like are you kidding me (laughs) and now she's like smoking weed and like serving her kids like beautiful meals like her stepkids and she's like a horse girl like she's living the best life she is she's serving eggs ella france like on a constant basis and i'm like so happy for her i know she is living (laughs) and i kind of wanted to touch on something that you had mentioned earlier like at this time specifically too especially around like the weeds era a lot more so before like 2004 era but like at this time it was like really solidified that she'd become this sort of unintentional poster child for like inspiration and like this unhealthy sort of like very um like pro-anorexic body image thing where like all these girls on the internet felt like mary kate was like their like their pioneer Uh you know like absolutely she was like proud of being anorexic and people thought that she was like it was a weird it was a weird thing where people thought she was like sort of purposely trying to like push this image on young girls when really she was just like going through something and like yeah. overexposed. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I made all those like inspiration boards. Like I was, I was on like pro anorexic websites and like Mary Kate Olsen was our God. Like I had like pictures of her in my room. Like I wanted to be as thin as her. Um, but I mean, and I just remember that red carpet that she was at where you could like literally see the bones in her back. Do you remember yes. was that in New York minute? red carpet you know what i think that it's when they got their star because i remember them bending down on their knees it was when they got their star and mary kate was wearing that backless dress and it was Uh so i mean it's even more apparent because ashley looked so healthy yeah and you know i think we had always sort of seen them as like tiny little things but like it was so apparent at that point like how different their weights were and like yeah, she's wearing that backless dress. You could see her entire rib cage. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, I'm looking spine. at it right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's that, like a purple satiny dress, right? Yeah, it's a purple satiny, like V-neck dress. It's backless. And like she should know, like, as an anorexic girl, not to wear a backless dress. Like Rachel Zoe would never. No. Like she was like I feel like kind of looking at this maybe she was kind of trying to show it off that day because you got to have like like even in anorexia you have a little self-awareness to be like what's too much and what's going to grab attention and I mean she does look I mean it's really sad looking back at it I know it's ter- I mean it's those pictures are really 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 oh alarming. my gosh her arm is like the size of like my wrist she looks like she's 12 in that picture, and Ashley looks like, you know, a, a, what was she, like, they were, like, 17 or 18 at that point? Yeah, she, Ashley looks so happy, so good. Mary-Kate looks like 
She kind of looks like an old woman almost. Oh, and she's wearing one of those bangles. You remember those bangles that we would wear, those plastic bangles? And then it was like an anorexic like milestone to be able to put the bangle over your elbow. Yes, and yes. And she's wearing it yes. above her. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. And you would just like stack them up like by your armpit. Uh-huh. But they were like definitely not meant to go big beyond your forearm. Yes. Oh, yeah. I remember those. I don't even know. Like, I don't think I could ever quite get mine el- over my elbow because I have like a big, like bony elbow. But she's wearing. God, that was like oh definitely gosh, a thing. What a though. time! What a time! And at the point that she had dated Heath, or like when all this stuff was going down, like it had been three years since she was hospitalized for her eating disorder, mm-hmm. and um. Ashley was not this was like I mean obviously we all knew that she had an eating disorder just from like looking at pictures but like the first time that they really had like sort of had to address it I remember Ashley was photographed like spending their birthday alone like she was like out doing yeah. stuff do you remember that yeah that must have been so sad for Ashley to like have her sister like yeah um, I can't even imagine like I've never been a twin, but I'm a very codependent person. So No, for sure. Uh, yeah, that would be so heartbreaking. People were like, Where why are you guys not spending your birthday together? Yeah. And then a week later it was announced by their publicist that they had entered a treatment facility and um it was rumored that their dad and their their dad their father Dave and Mary Kate's therapist uh actually facilitated an intervention. And uh, she went, she actually committed to going to the facility, like, right after they graduated high school. I mean, can you imagine? Mm-mm. Just going right into rehab after high school, that would be really sad. And, the, like... The shit that these girls have gone through, dude, like, that we don't give them credit for or, like, try, like, or even, like, validate the reasons that they're so mm-hmm. reclusive and strange and, like, you know, sort of, like... Uh, oddly like anti-society it's like why would you not be yeah their attempts at trying to be normal were horrifying and uh right before like she started dating heath in 2007 she also was hospitalized for a kidney infection oh yeah i remember that yeah i'm not quite i'm not quite sure like i think this was around the time she was filming the whackness but um yeah, I don't know why she had a kidney infection. I'm not really sure why people get kidney. Like, I don't know a lot about kidney infections. But, yeah, I, I just remember thinking about that and being like, that's kind of a weird thing for, like, a 21-year-old to have. I remember um, reading about, and I think I may have mentioned it. I don't remember. But I remember reading about Lindsay Lohan having a kidney infection during, like, the the peak of her sort of being, like, overworked as a young mm-hmm. sort of, like, starlet. And um, it was, like, I don't know if this is, like, the same for everybody. Obviously, it's probably different depending on the person. But I remember hers being, like, a result of really intense stress. I Yeah, I could see that. I mean, like, maybe I, – I wonder how – if it has anything to do with like kidney stones or like, cause I think stress can cause those. I mean, I don't know. I've never had a kidney issue, so I'm not really sure, but I, yeah, I know anorexia can really fuck with your kidneys. And you're right. I mean, it does seem like a very like weird thing. Like I remember after Lindsay had her, she had a walker and it is yeah. a very weird thing to be like a young, you know, like a 19 or 18 year old girl to like go to the hospital with a kidney infection. I don't know if that's 
that doesn't feel like a normal thing. No, that's, I mean, it's definitely not normal. I don't think I have any friends that have ever been hospitalized for a kidney infection. No. I meant to say, by the way, I was wrong. Elizabeth and James was the one that they introduced in 07. It was not the row. The row was later. And yeah, because that was the same year that Forbes ranked them the the 11th richest women in the entertainment industry. They were worth $100 million. And yeah, it was so cool for... 15 to 20 minutes straight whoever's listening to this right now like you will be so pissed for the past 20 minutes you've been so annoyed that we just had a full conversation about it being the row and it wasn't and you knew and you were screaming at the fucking screen and i feel so bad for you i'm, I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it was a little bit elizabeth and james and so at the same time as them like going to rehab and having all this crazy shit happen they're also like the the wealthiest young people in the entire fucking world it's just like so their impact on american culture is so important and i feel so lucky that we were young during the time i know it was appropriate to worship them i really do we really got to grow up with them Mm -hmm. and yeah nobody else gets to like i don't even know if my niece knows like my niece is 16 right now I don't know if she would know who Mary Kay Olsen is. Like, no. And that would make sense God. for her not to know. Yeah, because it's been a full 10 years since they were even... Since they spoke. <laughs> yeah, since they, spoke, like he's, since they spoke actual physical words. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess uh, we can sort of get into, like, the heath of it all and then okay. how they met. Are you, is, are you... Are you... This is my expertise. You... <laughs> like, I know a lot about Mary Kay, too, but, like, heath... <laughs> I, let me tell you, I was like serious when I was a kid about secreting my marriage to Heath Ledger. Like I would watch his movies all the time. And like, so I was going to ask you a question. Is Mm -hmm. The Patriot a good movie? Um, I think it is. I've only heard people say positive things about that movie, right? That's not a bad movie. Because my husband and I disagree. He's like, that's a terrible movie. I'm like, I thought it was like the best movie of all time. I've seen it like maybe 400 times. Like, and so I was just wondering, is it a terrible movie? And I'm just like crazy or yeah. No. Yeah. The Patriot has a 7.1 on IMDb, which is like, oh, maybe it's a Knight's Tale that I'm thinking of. Okay. Oh, well, I don't know about that. Let's take a look. (laughs) That one, I'm not really sure. my body's reaction to you saying the night still was-, was negative. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay, it was. Okay, see, I'm delusional. And <laughs> when I like someone, I really like them. And so I'll be like, oh my gosh, it's the best movie I've ever seen. And everybody else is like, what are you talking about? So that got a 6.9 on IMDb, which is typically, like, that's like a little bit below it being, like, decent. So that's, like, actually not terrible, it's but it's not, not terrible. Good. I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen it in years. Because I like after Heath's death, I don't think I have watched a Heath Ledger movie except for I did watch the documentary I Am Heath. Like, and I was Snapchatting you while I was crying. I know. <laughs> did you love it though? Oh my gosh, have you seen it? It's so good. I haven't watched it yet. Oh my gosh, you! I can't wait. Please snap me, please, because I will. God, I'm gonna be a mess oh, after this, especially. Like I cried like all of my fake eyelashes off. I am not gonna lie. Like I went into my lash lady on Wednesday, and she was like, "What happened to you?" I was like, "I was crying all weekend." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Don't judge me." She was like, "What?" And happened? this is, this is honestly such a good. Obviously, it's t- also terrible because it's um, 
it's like right before he died but it's also i think the most interesting time to talk about heath because he was like you know right in that sweet spot of like transitioning from being like an actor to a real bona fide movie star yeah you know and obviously he hated it and Mm -hmm. he really really hated being you know considered like a a, an a-list celebrity movie star thing but like you know, it had been a couple years since Brokeback Mountain had come out, like, he was really, like, his perception, his public perception was really changing, and it was, like, he was becoming, like, a, a like, a George Clooney, like, a, oh, a, yeah. a movie star, you know what I mean? He was, yeah, he was definitely big at this time, and it was, I mean, that's what's so heartbreaking about it, is that he was really just coming into, like, his full stardom, like, he was becoming the man I always knew he could be, Troy. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I totally get it. I honestly 100% agree with you, honestly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I mean, it's just, it's heartbreaking all the way around. Like, oh, the story, it kills me. Because, yeah, around 2007, when he met Mary-Kate, yeah, he was filming, he had just done The Joker. And, I mean, that role, he did a great job. Like, there's no debating that he... Would you say he's the best Joker? Oh, yeah. I would say that it's, like, one of the greatest, like, one of the greatest, um, like, what's the word I'm looking for? I think that it was one of the greatest, like, portrayals of a character mm-hmm. in the history of, like, film, honestly. I do, too. And once you watch I Am Heath Ledger, you'll kind of see, like, some more insight into, like, him playing the Joker. And it is just amazing. Like, he really, I mean, it may have, like triggered some of his substance abuse issues Mm -hmm. because I think it was really hard to play such a psychopath but um I don't know he did such a good job yeah and he like I read that he you know he had done that and then he had done um I'm not I'm not there is that what you're talking about yeah I'm not there and Mm -hmm. like you know for so many consecutive years like he was just like trying like in the mind of of a very it, sad person. <laughs> exactly. Like yeah. a, a depressed, anxiety ridden, drug addict, also like sociopath person. Like that's where his mind was for just like years. And he already was like struggling. And like, you know, their relationship is so interesting to me too because they both hated fame and mm-hmm. they both hated being famous so much. And they were both so famous at the time. Oh, like, so, like, yeah. You know, so like hounded and photographed and like watched and and they both just hated it so much and like it just makes complete sense like we said earlier like when you take a step back and like really think about these two as a couple like everything makes so much sense it does like even um so like when he i think it's called i'm not there um yeah i get the words confused on it but um so like when he was filming that he was playing bob dylan when like Bob Dylan was going through a custody battle with his wife over the kids. Like he was leaving. I don't Did Bob Dylan have many wives or just one? Like, I'm not really sure Bob Dylan's life, but, um, so, and that was like exactly during the time that he and Michelle were splitting up and they were kind of like starting to have this custody battle over Matilda. Like there was Mm -hmm. a lot like going on that kind of paralleled the scene in I'm not there that cause it was, it was like six actors, that were Bob Dylan, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, um, and I think, yeah, I just wanted to circle back and kind of point that out because I feel like that is really important because I think 
the demise of his relationship also really caused, um, really like it didn't help with everything that was going on at the time because then he really started to get into partying a lot more because he was trying to like right after Matilda was born he was trying to be clean he was trying to live like a pretty sober life like he went through a period where he didn't even drink and then after he and Michelle kind of broke up I think he was just trying to deal with a lot of things and he was partying like and he was I mean, he's not only linked to Mary Kate at the time, he was linked to, I think, four other actresses. Like, he was kind of, like, a mess. <laughs> yeah, he was all over the place. Like, he was doing everything that you that you don't want to do yeah. when you're trying to, like, avoid, you know, because he was becoming, like, a tabloid, like a tabloid staple. And, like, mm-hmm. at the same time, unknowingly doing everything that you don't want to do when you don't want to be in the tabloids. First of all... Like, you don't want to hang out at the Beatrice Inn every night. No. And you don't want to hang out with Mary-Kate Olsen. You don't want to date Helena Christensen. You don't... You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. You don't want to date <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, like, maybe you don't date Lindsay Lohan oh, if you don't God. want to be photographed, dude. The like, Lindsay Lohan of it all. I know. Pisses me off. Like... I know. You have... Like, I am... I just can't believe Firecrotch shows up in this. <laughs> I'm like... Oh my gosh, when is she Honestly, not going to be on this podcast? <laughs> can we talk for a second? Because yeah. I really seriously feel like I have gotten a firsthand glimpse at what it's like to try and avoid Lindsay Lohan. Like, I, I picture if you're like an industry person who has had some sort of like falling out with her or like you just simply don't want to be around Lindsay Lohan, it's like this times 700. Yeah. Because I can't not talk about her. Like, Every it episode. doesn't matter what couple I bring up. Uh, she has involvement. There. She's, she's put, there. She's in the web of who dated who. Like, she has like <laughs> 70 on her. And it's only going to grow. Sure. Absolutely. Like, I am not perpetuating this on purpose. I'm not, like, trying to find excuses to talk about her every week. I swear to God. She just somehow pops up in every single uh, couple that I read about. There's always at least one article where there was, like, an argument or there was some cheating scandal or, like, the person dated her right before or right after or, like, during even (laughs) at the same time. You guys, I hate to cut you off, but at this point, I think you know the drill you got to be a Patreon member to hear the remainder of this episode. So go to patreon.com slash ebpsychos. At that point, you will uh, be asked to donate. And then when you donate at this level, you'll get this podcast. You'll get the remainder of all the episodes every single week. You'll get Liz Bentley's Feathers in My Hair, which is the Teen Mom podcast. Um, you'll get me and Molly's uh, Brittany and Kevin Chaotic special. You'll get all the stuff that Molly does exclusively through Patreon. It's well worth it. And also, if you're not a member of our Facebook group, go to mollyandthepsychos.com. It'll take you straight to it. And uh, all we do all day and all night is talk about reality TV. It's super fun. So, like I said, patreon.com slash ebpsychos and mollyandthepsychos.com. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.